We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh live from the G-Winder Plumbing Studios here on 1250 AM. The Fan joining us now presented to you by the offices of Thomas Marola. He is Adam McKelvey from Brewers.com and MLB.com. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good afternoon, Adam. It's a baseball day. I'm glad we're talking today. It's 80 degrees. Yeah, I, I saw uh, Eric Name, uh, one of our uh, guys that we have on talking Bucks basketball and used to be here at the station years and years ago when he was an intern saying that people are saying it's a beautiful fall day out there. And his response was, clearly you don't know what fall is in Wisconsin. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a fall day by any stretch of the imagination. And I wouldn't, I've been inside all day, but everybody says it's warm outside. Uh, Adam, I guess first things first, let's get into David Stern, some of the comments he made after the season as far as uh, budget constraints and all that stuff. You know, Tim Allen uh, did his retrospective show that he does every year after the season on Tuesday night uh, and from 6 to 8, great show. And before he did the show, he came on to a little crosstalk with me and Gary, and we were talking about Stern's comments, and he dropped the bomb of he wouldn't be surprised if they were somewhere around $75 million for a payroll uh, next year, and I was shocked and taken aback, and I pretty much said, they're at $75 million. It's over. Like, there's just no way you're going to compete. So then we went, Dan Plucker went, and started looking up contracts and so forth. And before arbitration or anything else, they're already at like $74 million, I think, right now. So I, I don't know which way or how much they plan on scaling back or what it's going to look like, but I just don't know how they get there, Adam. I really don't. I have absolutely... No idea what the finances are going to look like for this team or any team next year. And I think that's one of the really hard things going into this winter is having no idea what 2021 looks like. It's, a, it's an unprecedented variable that we've never, you know, us as fans and watchers of the game have never dealt with and the GMs themselves mm. have never dealt with. I mean, I was looking at um, – we'll have a piece early next week laying out the – like the important dates of the off season and, you know, where the uh, non-tender date is and, and all the decisions that they have to make. And, and one of the things that comes up right after the World Series is um, deciding on these club options. In any other universe, 
it's a no-brainer to bring back Jed Jerko for four and a half million dollars because he was Jed pretty good. Jed Jerko, yeah, for four and a half million. But who knows? I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I think they'll bring him back, but until they do it, I feel like I have no idea what the decisions are going to look like this year because there may be an argument to be made of stripping it down for you know for every team to kind of strip things down as bare bones as they can until they have some idea of what is the landscape for now stripping down is rebuild talk what what do you mean I mean I'm just, down? what that mean now? I'm Come talking on. for every for every club yeah. to clear the books as much right. as they can um because you don't know what next season if, if next season is another season without fans in the stands um how does any team spend a hundred million dollars on player payroll. I, I just, I'm saying, I'm not saying that this is what I foresee happening. I am just reflecting my own just total lack of information about what this winter is going to look like from a player movement point of view, from a free agency point of view, um, from a rules point of view, are there designated mm. hitter in the national league? Um, all of these things are so up in but the Adam, air. But right Adam, they now. gave Mookie Betts a big contract right in the middle of the pandemic. The Dodgers um, did, and the Mets sold yeah. for a bazillion dollars, right? Sure now. did. And the Mets sold. Yeah, that was shocking. So look, look, I just I don't know. I don't have the answers, and and I yes, think it makes do. it you it's really hard to predict what it's <laughs> going to look like this winter. Yeah. Go ahead, Gary. You know. Um, when you look at this team, obviously, and I heard um, Stearns come out and said, well, maybe he didn't do enough job at assembling this team. He kind of took the blame for this. Uh, and we are, now we're talking about the payroll. But do you think they run this same team back again? No, I don't because, uh, you know, every year, no matter what the, the backdrop is, there's changes. And there will be with this team, too. Now, they only have one free agent in Brett Anderson. So they could bring everybody back, but I have a hard time believing that's going to happen. Um, there, there will still be decisions to be made. I think where they, uh, where they, wh- what they have going for them is that they have the makings of a nice pitching staff and it's guys who are controllable, um, you know, mostly pretty low cost. Brandon Woodruff will cost this winter cause he's arbitration eligible. So his salary is about to go way up. But they've got the makings of a nice staff that's controllable, and it's not just for 2021. It's for a couple of years beyond that. So I feel like their focus can be, what can we do to fix this offense? And by the way, that leads to its own question. And I probably said this to you guys last week about, like, how do you read what happened in 2020? It was bad. Their their offense was was bad, and it's it's why they lost to the Dodgers. It was bad right to the very end. But – was it bad because they did a bad job in making choices of who they brought in? Is it was it bad because they you know they didn't spend on big free agents? They tried this platoon, this depth approach. Can I help in that here? Uh, I'll help. Get in there, Steve. I'll help. I, I can answer some of it. Look, Yelich is not going to do that again, right? Keston here is not going to do that again. So let's start there. Losing Lorenzo Cain really hurt. Not only well, did it, it was very good. not only did it hurt offensively, it hurt from locker room spirit, clubhouse spirit, whatever. I mean, he yeah. is that guy on that team, and to not have him there and still make the postseason again, I still think that that means a lot uh, to that clubhouse and council and Brewers fans and everything else. If you understand really how truly how how much he means to that team. 
So having those three back playing like they're supposed to be playing, that will help the offense. But the fact of the matter is you still need first and third. I, and catcher yeah. is a question, too, because we still don't know about Narvaez. I mean, I thought he'd be more of a player than he was. And by the time this whole thing was said and done, I wanted Nottingham back there more than I wanted Narvaez. Which says a lot because Nottingham did almost nothing at the plate either. Right. Um, so I, I, I agree with you on all those things. You know, they'll, they'll need to make a decision at catcher. Um, I'm guessing that they stick with this Narvaez-Pena combo. If only because unless you have lots of resources, it's hard to fill that many positions with, you know, starting-type players. And if you really want to get serious about first and third, you probably have to focus on those two positions with whatever resources you're going to have. And whether that's free agency or whether that's bringing some kind of big trade, I mean, I'm, I expect all winter we're going to hear Josh Hader again. I think we're just going to hear Josh Hader in the trade rumor mill until he's either traded or he gets all the way to free agency. But wait, is there, is there something to it, though, seriously? Because, you know, is there is it just a guess that they won't be able to keep him long-term and that's how this is going to have to play out? Or do you think there is, you know, some fire where all the smoke is coming that they've let out hints around the league of, dude, we can't pay him when this is all done. At some point, we are going to have to move him. Well, I don't know if I would say it's that they have to. I just look at the moves that they've made. And, you know, it's not that the Brewers have taken no risks, but I think the moves they've made have probably fall into more the low-risk category than the super high-risk. I mean, they haven't made a lot of free agent signings that were these big dollars long-term on a guy with all kinds of question marks. You know, when they traded for Yelich, they gave up a lot of players, but you knew you were getting a good player. When they signed Lorenzo Kane, that was a club record free agent deal. But, you know, that was a, a relatively safe investment in, a, in a, a good baseball player. So I think with Hader, any long-term deal for Josh Hader is so risky just because, A, the risk inherent in reliever year-to-year, and then just be like, just the way he's made is just there's a lot of volatility. From outing to outing, you see it. Um, the velocity, you know, here and there, it got really, it got much better at the end. But in general, he really was one of the guys who struggled with this environment, whether it was the short ramp-up, whether it was no fans, all of those things combined. He was not the same. You know, the numbers were great, and I give him great credit. But just the eye test, it wasn't exactly the same. So I don't know that I see them giving Josh Hader like a six-year deal. Um, yeah. That just seems so risky at that position. So that's why I believe you hear his name because if teams want to invest in that, they can you know try to make a trade. And I just think we're going to hear it forever. And if you really want to get a, a guy at the corners because your system doesn't look like it's going to give you anybody anytime soon – at those positions, um, that's one way to do it. That doesn't involve going out and paying the premium, the free agent premium. If you make a trade, you can get a nice player for a guy like Josh Hader. So I just think we're going to hear the – I don't know if they're going to do it. I just know we're going to keep hearing about it because it, like, it's one of those things that makes sense on paper. No, I, and I get it, and, you know, and, and it does. And so they, they, they're going to have to figure that out. That's going to be tough task. Well, or, get- you know, or it just keeps going year to year which is possible for a guy like Hader. And, I mean, that's also kind of the life of a reliever. So, it's, it's from the Brewers' point of view, Gary, they might just be perfectly content to keep going year-to-year uh, mm-hmm. in arbitration with them. And the salaries keep going up, and they'll battle over the salaries because that's what you do. It's business. 
Um, but I mean, they know they've got him. They know he's, you know, when they give him the ball, he, he gets out. And um, I don't, I don't know that they view that as necessarily like something that needs to be solved. I don't know that they're bothered by the fact that these trade rumors persist. Let me, I'm going off script here completely. Uh-oh. Uh, and I love our general manager and I love Craig Council and what those guys have done. Are we any are we in any danger of losing either one of those guys? Well, there's already David Stern's rumors again this winter. You know, every time the Mets make a move, you hear about David Stern's. He, you know, he grew up with Mets posters on his wall, and and you know that's uh, he's he's going to be linked to to that franchise, whether he ever ends up there or not. So um, they already moved to keep him by giving him a promotion and a, a raise. And, you know, maybe they'll have to do it again to keep him. So I, I, you know, Craig Council, I think is pretty rooted here with, with his own background, but I, you know, David Stearns is, is a commodity and, you know, look, I, I loved that on the final Sunday, they just clinched a postseason spot and he comes on and he's talking sort of big picture. And he says that, you know, this team made it, even though some of my moves, a lot of my moves, didn't work out the way I thought they were going to work out. You don't often hear a GM say that. Say right. like, no, hey, you maybe never, some of these moves never weren't great. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was sort of cool. It was refreshing, um, and it means that they're going to, you know, take a hard look this winter at the processes that led to those decisions. But again, I guess I keep coming back to how do you figure how do you figure anything out? How do you figure it out when you look at Nolan Arenado's numbers um, and you look at Javi Baez? Horrible. Mm. Um, and, and you look at the fact that the Brewers had this horrible offensive year and they had the second-best team batting average in the National League Central. Like, I just don't know how to make – I'm sure they've got ways, they've got people a lot smarter than me to, to analyze all those things. But it was such a weird year that it, it makes me think it's going to be really, really challenging to assess decisions – assess what you got, and then make decisions going forward when there's so much more uncertainty ahead for 2021. Yeah, uh, Dale only left me 30 seconds because Steve ate up all the time. We got time, man. You just do what you got to do. Go right ahead. We still got to ask him the 2 o'clock topic question. Okay, well, let me get this 30 seconds out there. We got a 2 o'clock topic for you. Uh, I read your piece, uh, MLB.com, MLB.com on Corbin Burns and Devin Williams. One was, you know, the best, I'm just paraphrasing, the best player and the best pitcher. So that's a bright spot to me out of this year, other than three years consecutive in the um, in the playoffs. So I really enjoy reading that. I mean, can you sum it up? Like I said, you got 20 seconds now. I apologize about the <laughs> awards because sometimes people don't think about awards because you didn't make it to the World Series. Well, yeah, these are our BBWA chapter awards, and, and it came out. Baseball Writers Association of America, yeah. Of, but yeah. in the local chapter every year, we give out awards. So, yes. you know, I did it this way. I split my vote. I, I think Corbin Burns was clearly their MVP. There was no hitter this year. You would have had to give it to Arcea, maybe <laughs> Jerko, um, yeah. maybe even Yelich. You know, Yelich, the secondary numbers on Yelich were okay by the end. He was on his way to having a better year. If he'd been given a 162, it would have looked a lot more normal, I think. But with the way it was, Corbin Burns was their MVP. And then, look, you know, that, that de facto makes him their most valuable pitcher. Um, I didn't 
I sort of went an illogical way, and it looks like a lot of my other voters, my fellow voters did too, because this is how it came out that Williams got the most, you know, the most valuable pitcher. I just wanted to recognize his season in some way. And if Burns is going to be the MVP, frankly, I didn't see what it hurt. You know, I'm sorry if anyone thinks the integrity of the Milwaukee chapter BBWA awards were forever tainted by the fact that we split it between Burns and Williams. But Man, don't even worry you know, about that. Don't worry about that. Great but... year, certainly deserving. And if anything, he was their most dominant pitcher. And I think uh, what you can about... make an argument oh, for, go ahead. for that. What about Yardley, though? I mean, I liked him. I mean, I guess that's how you say his name. I mean, 30 years old. I mean, I never even heard of some of these guys before. So I think Brewer fans got a good taste of seeing guys like Yurko, Gary's guy getting top newcomer, seeing some new names on that instead of the old names. So I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot, Adam. Well, Yardley's going to be interesting because he, for him, and look, for a lot of the guys on the team, just to broaden it out a little bit, it's going to be, the, can you repeat the good things that you did in a shortened season over yeah. a regular season? I think Devin Williams is in that camp. I mean, that changeup was insane, and the numbers were literally historic, the best strikeout record, the best strikeout rate ever in, in baseball. Steve history. was the first one to tell me about him. I never heard of him. So Steve and told me. look, now it's going to be, for, for some of those, for the guys that were in the good category in 2020, it's going to be, can you sustain yep. it? And Yarley's 30s bounced around baseball a lot. He, you know, basically almost fell off his college team at the University of Seattle, but then he dropped down to that funky delivery, and it was all new to the hitters in the, in the central. And now next year they're going to know him a little bit more. So can you, can you back it up? And I think there's, that's going to be one of the storylines going into next year for the guys who, who did well and had some bright spots. It's going to be now can you show, show that you can do this over 162? Mm-hmm. I, I need some predictions here. Uh, you're covering Uh-oh. the World Series, correct, for MLB.com? I am, yes. Right, okay. So who do you have in the NLCS, uh, Dodgers or the dominant Braves pitching? Dodgers. I'm, I'm not rooting against the Dodgers. It's, it's one of the best teams I've ever seen. So Dodgers. Like just top to bottom, they're, they're so good. Who wins the whole thing? I, again, I'm, I'm, I just have such a hard time, you know, going against the Dodgers because tell me what their hole is. Well, the whole hole is the history of them choking. But, I mean, and, and <laughs> the there you go, Gary. It's, right. it's Kenley Jansen right now. And, right. and what are they going to do at the back end of the pen? Um, but, I mean, I, I, just, I still would take them in the seven-game series. Um, Dodgers Yankees would be a cool World Series. I I'd like, you know, I guess as a Brewers fan, you're rooting for for uh, Kenley Jansen to absolutely stink and blow up, and then maybe you can get Gavin Lux for Hater. Uh, hey, that'd be nice. Yeah, Gavin sure Lux would. would be a good kid. Kenosha. Uh, figure out a position yep. for Keston here and put Lux at second base. Yep, a DH maybe if they keep the DH. Uh, one last yep. question on the way out. I just said earlier we're just going to ask this to every guest, including our baseball guy, even though it's not baseball. Uh, as a Packer fan, are you more worried about the Bears or less worried about the Buccaneers after last night's football game? You are a fantasy football player, so I know you were paying attention. Wait, I need to pay attention to that question again. More worried about the Bears? Right. Or less? I'm, I'm most worried about Tom Brady's ability to count at his advanced age. <laughs> <laughs> as a fellow 40-something, how old is Tom Brady? 40, 40. 43, man. 43. Yeah, full, so he got, he's exactly supposed to fit, forget, forget the down at 43. Now, I haven't had any problem counting yet, but I have noticed other aches and pains. 
So I'm a little worried about Tom and his uh, cognitive ability. I am not that worried about it. It's just the football fan in me, I am not worried about the Bears. I'm not worried about the Bears either. Uh, Gary's a little scared about the division still, but I, I'm not, not concerned at all. I think the division's over. Adam, how's your, how's your fancy football team doing? Eh, you know, fair to middling. It's okay. It's uh, Christian McCaffrey going down. Hurt me. Yeah, um, yep. hurt me too. In I my other league, Carson Wentz is my number one quarterback. That's oh. working out very well. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, we're just having fun. It's all. It's all. In, <laughs> that sounds like a one in three, Steve. I don't know, but you just hang in there, I man. Did, uh, I did just get Big Bob Tanyan in my Jim Powell league, so I'm. There you uh, go. Trying, there Jim you go. Powell is like the commissioner and the best fantasy footballer I've ever known, and I'm trying to catch Powell. One of the best play-by-play guys because, remember, he did the Down on the Farm report and the whole deal, and as a fan, loved it because that's when all the big boppers were coming up and we were so anxious. I cared more about that than I did the actual Major League game. Uh, And the other thing about Powell is he kind of has like a little bit of a reporter in him. Like, he was always kind of dig and ask questions and trying to get, get some news for the broadcast that maybe we didn't have before, and I always appreciated that. Too. Good dude, man. Big fan, Jim Paul. Adam, thanks so much. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. See ya. Take Don't care. No, we will not. Go pet your dog. There is Adam McKelvey on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of applying for a home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. Well, they fighting over a toy, And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Up next, Great Lakes Dragaway. Maddie, let her have the toys. Lane is coming up next, but first, Leroy Butler is going to tell you where his official dealership is. UptownMotors.com. UptownMotorCars.com. That's the official vehicle for Leroy Butler. I told you my neighbor bought that new Lincoln Cos Air. I've never seen that before. I think it's it's called Cos Air, man. Look at that. What is it? It's real. It's like a little small Lincoln, and it kind of because you know he's like. Was it like your other Lincoln you had or no? No, it's smaller my than Lincoln. That. Yeah, it's smaller than the MKT because okay. it's just him and his wife. You know, you got a bunch right. of grand grandkids, but it's just for them to cruise around. And mm-hmm. he just got back from Iowa because he had to go and visit some people. He loved that car. I didn't, I didn't even know they make it. But you can go over to Uptown Ford over there off North Mayfair Road and just say, listen, I've heard you guys got some great F-150s. I want to find out, can I test drive some, you know, what's going on. Matter of fact, I want to put my car in the service department that's second to none. Uptown Ford has been doing this for a long time. That's best-selling truck. I mean, come on. But one of my favorites has to be the ST model Explorer. They got a lot of them coming in. The 2021s are in. So you can think about that or you can get some great deals on the 2020 and 2019. They got a lot of used cars. They got some great deals, guys. If I trust them with my family, you should do the same. That's Uptown Ford. Tell them Leroy Butler sent you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.